Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thomas Miller back with you on another Sunday series episode. I've really enjoyed doing these because it just gives us a little bit of pause to step aside, whether you're listening on a Sunday or just a weekday, but we can focus on our higher self. We can really, truly focus on our higher timeline. And I just love pulling little snippets from here and there and everywhere that help point that way and point us to that direction. And today I wanted to go back to some place I started years ago when all of this podcast began and the stories that contributed to it. Good old Catherine Ponder. Do you know that she was born in 1927? And as I'm recording this in 2023, she's still going. Truly an amazing woman and a pioneer in this whole area of letting our thoughts and what we absorb ourselves into taking us in the direction that we want our life to go. It starts inside before it is reflected outside. Catherine Ponder is an amazing lady. The genesis of her work began in Birmingham, Alabama in the late 1950s. Now, for those of you who have been around a little bit, you know what I'm referring to there. We're talking about the deep south of the United States. The civil rights movement had not begun yet. I know a precious lady who lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who went to college. She's about 10 or 15 years younger than Catherine Ponder, but she went to college and got a journalism degree and knew the owner of the local television station and went in and asked for a job. We don't hire women. If you were of color in Birmingham, Alabama in 1958, you went to the back of the bus. Wasn't even challenged. No thought about it segregated drinking fountains, restrooms, etc. And then there's Catherine Ponder, <laughs> not only a female minister, but a New Age minister as well in the Deep South. In 1958, there was a big recession in the United States, and Birmingham is a steel town. Steel wasn't moving. Production was being shut down. The ripple effect through the community was enormous. It was all that anybody was thinking or talking about. And, of course, right there was the first problem. Catherine Ponder was approached by a group of businessmen to do a class, and their commission was to do a class on prosperity. They wanted to hear the other side of the coin. Catherine Ponder went looking for information that she could bring to the class to teach to these businessmen. Couldn't find it all in one source. Found bits and pieces but nothing like what we have access to today, even through social media, right? So she put together what became a 12-week program, 12-week class. What came of that went on to be published as The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. I believe that was her first book. She's written many since. But in the process of putting together this course, this 12-week program, she first realized that people were basically closed off to the idea of prosperity because the economy was collapsing around them. So they needed a mantra or a statement of what, or an intention, I guess you could say, of what the class was about. And together, they came up with this statement, that if you will turn the great energy of your thinking upon ideas of plenty, you will have plenty, regardless of what people about you are saying or doing. Then one of the first lessons and one of the things that she addressed in the book early on was opening our minds to prosperity. 
And the statement that went with that was that we have to become friendly to prosperity if we want prosperity to be friendly with us. And that brings us to the point, the first point, really, that they tackled, and there were many. But are we friendly to prosperity? Now, we think about this in terms of money, but prosperity has a wide definition. I see it far more as more so of what you want to be prosperous in. It might be a relationship. Don't care about the money. Maybe it's status. Maybe it is. Like, this country needs some real bona fide leadership. We don't have it. Maybe burning inside of you is a desire to be a national leader or a local leader. We're going to need some good ones. Maybe a quiver full of children is your idea of prosperity. It doesn't have to be money, but money should not be minimized just because it's money. You know, even in saying all of this, it almost kind of excuses it, right? Well, it doesn't have to be about money. It can be about something else. Money should be something that we are just as free about energetically as anything else. Pancakes or a new set of tires like I put on the Jeep this week. It doesn't matter. It should be just as inanimate, basically, energetically. So there shouldn't be a stigma around prosperity. That also means we don't flaunt it. In other words, it's not energized. But this is one of our gateway points for today, is just to examine with all of this negative news going on today. Oh, we're in a great recession. The wars that are very real, the inflation that you see at the grocery store, all the posts on social media about people not being able to make ends meet. And we see it over and over and over. And that's the problem. Because subconsciously then, subconsciously, without us even buying into it, hearing the repetition can cause us to think, well, we have to experience that too. I don't want to be different. What if I'm making more than my friends or my neighbors or my family? I might stand out. And then a really low energy level. If we go back to Fred's scale of level, levels of energy, just 101, guilt. It's one of the lowest. So then we fully brought one of the lowest emotions in the world right into our area of whether or not we're going to be prosperous. I can't be prosperous because I'd feel guilty. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that we're going to start doing around here is breaking the glass ceiling on this because we're not going to go there. I have some things coming up that we'll be telling you about of how we're going to do this. But for now, I just wanted us to dwell in some of Catherine Ponder's work so that we could set our minds on higher ground the way that they did back in 1958. I don't know how many were in the initial group, but obviously it expanded. And she said that even in from that first class, two people received raises within the first week. A stockbroker got a check for $200,000 to be invested said his income went up four times what it had been the months before. 200000 back in 1958 was a chunk of change. There were several people who collected debts that were owed to them. The money just started to appear. People in their group got jobs, while at other places people were being laid off. One got an unexpected inheritance. For one, a heart condition disappeared. Hello? Two became millionaires. And that was when a millionaire was worth a lot. 
Many had increased health, wealth, happiness, and peace of mind. Catherine Ponder herself had three people that were helping her get the first book out, and they all quit before the book was published because they came back and said, you know, in typing up this manuscript, I found out that I don't need the money anymore. <laughs> Finally, she was, people would come into her office and like, please don't quit. I need to get this book out. Well, finally they did, and many more. And Catherine Ponder went on to found the Unity Church Worldwide. Now, that's not to be confused with Unity, which is based in Kansas City. That's a whole different group, founded by the Fillmores. In fact, the story behind that is that Charles and Myrtle Fillmore went to a New Thought class and learned techniques in this area, and then she came home and used those techniques, prayer and reading scripture, to literally heal chronic tuberculosis. So two different manifestations and two different unities, but Catherine Ponder founded a unity church worldwide. I think the Fillmores grew larger. But another part of Catherine Ponder's class, in addition to the lessons, were affirmations. She was just saying, we're not going to succumb to this kind of dialogue. And as I'm blowing the dust off of these, I'm just realizing how awesome they are. So let's just, for a few minutes, I have several here. We'll just read them and put a little pause in between. And you can either jot them down or you can just focus on them, think about them, and how they might apply to you in between. Thanks so much for listening. I love the direction that we're going to go with this. It's going to be a wonderful ride. But let's just focus in now to some calm music. And we'll set our sights on prosperity turning the great energy of your thinking upon ideas of plenty. And you will have plenty, regardless of what people around you are saying or doing. So the first question is, are you friendly to prosperity? Think about that for a minute. Are you truly open to all areas and avenues? How much you are friendly to prosperity is how prosperity will be friendly to you. So think for a minute about what that looks like in your own life. Is there some area of improvement there? you are open to prosperity, you can start inviting it in. And affirmations are a wonderful way to do that. I give thanks that I am the ever-renewing, ever-unfolding expression of infinite life, health, and energy.
Let there be peace within my walls and prosperity within my palaces. I am the radiant child of God. My mind, body, and my affairs now express His radiant perfection. thanks that I am now rich, well, and happy, and that my financial affairs are in divine order. Every day, in every way, I am growing richer and richer. Abundance, wealth, health, and happiness. Divine intelligence is even now opening the way for my immediate blessings. irresistible magnet with the power to attract unto myself everything that I divinely desire according to the thoughts feelings and mental pictures I constantly entertain and radiate
I am the center of my universe. I have the power to create whatever I wish. I attract whatever I radiate. I attract whatever I mentally choose and accept. I begin choosing and mentally accepting the highest and best in life. This is a rich, friendly universe, and I dare to accept its riches, its hospitality, and to enjoy them now. I am experiencing perfect health, abundant prosperity, and complete and utter happiness. This is true because the world is full of charming people who now lovingly help me in every way. Divine restoration is taking place. The good which the locusts of lack have eaten is divinely being restored. Thank you. 
divine law of balance and equilibrium is doing its perfect work. We'll close with one of my favorites. There's gold dust in the air for me through definite, deliberate, prosperous thinking. I now begin assimilating that gold dust. And even now I am beginning to experience gold dust results. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.